show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. I like it, you know, just uh, picking up the phone and just talking to people and, um, you know, just having a having a conversation about uh, you know buying their property, and so it's uh, it's been working well for me. So I think uh, continue to do that and add some other things. You know, I'm trying to it do, it is time consuming. So uh, automation is is definitely something that uh, I'm trying to work in right now too. So um, mm-hmm. so Anthony, the young guy that you met the other night, he's working on that for me. He's the uh, doing the integration part. <laughs> I think every good team has a like a front end person and then like a back end <laughs> integrator, like more tech type person. Yeah, it helps because you can't do everything. I mean, you know, you could learn it, but uh, it would be it would be very time consuming. So leave it to the uh, to the folks who know that better. <laughs> yeah, I think some people's brain just works different in that in that regard. Like me, I can get on the phone, I can do some magical stuff. But uh, back-end systems, portals, and, you know, all these chat bots and all that, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy thinking about it. I know I can sit down with a notebook paper and make myself do it. I just don't enjoy it at all. It just, it's, it's just very, very like, painful for me. So it, sometimes I feel like I just won't even do it at all if I had to just do it by myself. So that's why having somebody in your corner that is better at it or somebody that loves to do it more than you do super yeah. super easy and, and me yeah give me a phone I'll, I'll be as soon as somebody gets a warm lead on the phone i'm like give me the phone i'll get on there i'll talk i'll talk to them so yeah i really 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 do enjoy talking to people and connecting with people talking to a bunch of these sellers that have like these larger ranches you know in the thousands of acres um these people are really cool they're really really nice uh, very very mild-mannered um intelligent you know they have great stories great insight um, so I, I really like having these high level conversations, you know, not, and I, I, I talk to anybody, but I'm just saying it's pretty interesting when you talk to somebody who, you know, this lady, she wants 10 million for a little ranch over by Houston and she doesn't want the money. She's like, I'll trade into something over by New Braunfels. She was like, but I don't want to cash out because I don't want to pay the IRS for nothing. I'll just rather just leave my money sitting there and let it appreciate. So I've met quite a few people like that now that they don't necessarily need the money. So they're just not in a hurry to sell no matter what number you offer them. They're just like, oh, I'm good. So pretty interesting to talk to those types of people and where they are in life. Like, like it was once 10 million. We offered or somebody off. I had a, I found a buyer that was like at nine, one or nine, two. And she said, no, thanks. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't need $9 million. <laughs> well, that's great that you're making those connections though. And, and talking to people and, you know, that's, uh, having that communication, that's really key. So yeah, that's great. I think that's why you do so well in, in doing this. Um, that's what I like to, I like that, you know, just uh, connecting with, with people. And 
um, I still actually uh, talk to a lot of people that I've that I've uh, done deals with, um, you know, with buyers. Um, and in fact, uh, one of them, a lady that I've one of my first properties that I flipped, uh, we're actually really good friends and she's going to partner with me and I'm kind of, uh, showing her some of the ropes. And so, um, she's, um, she's going to take a County that she knows really well. And so I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good coming out of, you know, the relationships that we build with, with people, you know, around us. So all good stuff. Yeah, even like you said, on the seller side, I have, I'm friends with quite a few sellers that I've worked with in the past, and now they send me new leads. Um, uh, one of the guys on our team, he had somebody, I forgot who it was, I think by Tyler, Texas, but I think he even joined Hivemind. He was looking at it, like, and this is one of the property sellers. So once they find out what we're doing, they become very interested. Another thing, and you got to be careful with like SEC fundraising laws, that, that type of stuff, because some of these, of course, sellers aren't accredited investors, but I've noticed that a lot of times these sellers, they don't even know what to do with the cash after they sell the property, right? So they're not experts at, at handling or managing money. So a lot of times they'll just hand the cash right back to you, you know, or a good bulk of it to invest into other deals. So always looking for new capital sources. And sometimes the sellers are the ones that say, hey, yeah, I just honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do with the money. Like, can you help me? <laughs> like you're in wow. the business, but you help me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, Anthony. Really good. <laughs> So welcome, welcome, everybody. This is our normal weekly call. We have a Monday call, 5 Central Time, and a Thursday call, 7 Central Time. These calls are kind of open for them. Every now and then, we'll have a guest speaker. You know, we'll have some people come on and just uh, chat the interesting people that we've met that are in cool niches or doing amazing things. Um, but for the most part, it's just like a town hall. We just come together and talk and see what's working for people, what's not working. So this is the time for you to bring up any kind of, like, challenges and uh you know, if you need advice on something, if you have a deal you wanted to cut into so we can take a look at it, you know, we can kind of use these calls for whatever benefits everybody in the room. So if anybody has anything they want to cover, you kind of just unmute yourself. You know, there's no lightning round. We'll call on you. You can just unmute yourself and then just, you know, kind of chime in as you see fit. So just anybody feel free to, to jump in and let us know what you're up to and how we can help. Anybody have any wins for last week or over the weekend? Anything amazing happened? Any interesting deals you're working on? Wins. We're looking for wins. Winner, 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 winner. I have one. Uh, we're going to go walk it tomorrow. It's uh, 346 acres. It's a hunting ranch, um, high fenced, tons of animals there. Um, should be a really, really nice place. So we're going to drive out at uh, about 830 in the morning. We're going to drive out there, go check out the ranch. We negotiated a, a, like 10, less than 10% down with the seller. And then no payments, no interest for 12 months. So just with our down payment, then we're going to go in there and, and do our best to get it sold. So I've been negotiating more and more of those, at least pitching it more and more, is where we just give them a significant down and then no payments, no interest for a very long time. Um, one of them I'm working on right now is going to be no payments, no interest for 18 months. So then that gives me a year and a half to sell the property. Um, and what we're looking at is these bigger properties, these larger properties, they'll pay themselves off. Right, so if the property is worth, let's say, two million, we pick it up for one, two, one, five. Then uh, by us taking the time with it, we can turn around and resell it, where the uh, proceeds from the sale come out of the property itself. So these deals are kind of self-funding. Pretty interesting concept that we've been working on and running with, and it's been working phenomenally. So that's why I really like going after the larger tracks, not just because it sounds cool, right, and the, the profits are higher, but because 
um, instead of me having to find an outside source of capital like a lender or a bank, um, the dirt's going to pay for its own self. But we just pay the initial deposit, like 100 up front, which I'll probably grab from a third party anyway. And then the rest of the money to pay off the seller comes out of the actual property. So pretty, pretty interesting concept that allows you to go further faster with the having less out of your pocket or nothing out of your pocket. And then we never have to talk to a bank to ask them for a loan or to help us with anything because of the, uh, the sellers being bank. And at 0% interest for a year and a half, I can't be too mad at that because you have to imagine that the, uh, the you can ride that appraisal, right? Uh, you can ride the, uh, yeah, the, the uh, appreciation on the property for a year and a half at 0% interest. So pretty interesting concept, pretty cool. I think what we're doing is pretty neat. And especially at a large, on a large scale. Anybody have anything they'd like to share? Any kind of challenges you're coming across? Something that we could help you with? Anthony, um, I actually have a commercial, two lots, commercial lots um, that I need sold in Georgia. Okay. Um, and this would be my very first deal. So I'm looking for somebody to joint venture and walk me through the process. Um, I've been doing my research on getting the comps, but I just would really look... I would love to joint venture with some of somebody that's experienced and more than happy to split the earnings with somebody. But I just, just, I think just for me, I just want um, somebody to like walk me through the process. Um, and of mm -hmm. course, you know, for, for doing that, I definitely want to split the um, proceeds with somebody. So if anybody's interested, please inbox me. I'm on uh, Facebook uh, in the hive mind. Hey, you said you had these on the contract already? I have not put them on contract. It's actually a personal friend. Mm -hmm. um, and she is, she's just holding on to the property. Um, so there's a lot of questions that I have for like, for my first steps, like, you know, before I move. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, not under contract. I can get it under contract. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think everybody needs to get really, really good at comps because that's going to like, I think by the time you know what the properties are worth and you can identify that quickly, then you can see uh, what a deal is and what's not pretty quick. And I know commercial adds another layer on top. So commercial is kind of goofy. Um, I don't know that it's something that you could learn in a few minutes just because there's a lot of variables. Um, but yeah, I think you know, doing a lot of work, getting good at comps will make you go really fast in this business. Like you can imagine I'm looking at deals all day long. You know, people are sending me addresses, sending me properties, sending me stuff to look at. So I got to be able to make a decision, you know, within seconds or else I'll just spend my entire day just, you know, running numbers and checking things out. Um, and then you can kind of fill it. I'll see a deal come in, especially in Texas. I'll see, I see a deal come in and I can see within, yeah, like 10 seconds if it's a deal or not. 
So yeah, getting good at comps is super, super important to this business or else you'll, you'll always struggle. Um, but uh, I, I always go, whenever I get something in Georgia, I usually go to, to Junior Lee. He's pretty seasoned. He has a lot of buyers. He's worked in a lot of areas. But if you message me or start a, a messenger thread on Facebook with us three, I'll, I'll chime in and see if I can help best with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're, they're both, I know one property is just right outside of Atlanta. It's like 30 minutes outside of the heart of Atlanta, which is a nice area. The other one I'm not so sure of. It's like a college town area, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So um, they're both, they're both infill lots. They're both wooded lots. Um, so, but yeah, I will definitely reach out to Junior and you both as well. So thank you. Perfect. You're super welcome. Yeah, I like commercial. I'm still learning it right now. Um, doing, I've been actually looking at a lot of commercial lately. Um, two 100-acre tracks in San Antonio off the major highways that I've been messing with. I'm, I walked one of them last week, and I'm, I'm looking to walk another one with a seller this week. So, yeah, I'm really, really focused on commercial right now just because I want to get better at it. And it's funny, too, because some of these lots I've been staring at for like a year, year and a half, trying to see how I can make it work. And then finally, after a year and, and just learning more strategies and different things, you know, now I can kind of see a deal. At first, I didn't think they were deals. And then now knowing everything I've learned over the last year, uh, year and a half, now I'm, I'm revisiting some of the same lots that I passed on before just because I didn't know what to do with them or I didn't have the confidence to take them down or to, uh, to visit with the sellers. But yeah, now I'm, I'm really, really excited to take a look at a lot of these larger commercial lots because I do have quite a few exit strategies in mind and a, a couple of different ways that we can get them funded and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Loving some commercial right now. I like, uh, I prefer farm and ranch outskirts unrestricted. I think that's something that everybody should go after, you know, even if you are doing info lots, um, just because those, uh, I mean, those out that outskirts land, that stuff that nobody's taking care of or nobody loves. I mean, people will all but give it to you. Like literally I had a girl come into my office and, uh, she signed over the property property to me with zero. I mean, I gave her a thousand bucks, but she gave me full control and ownership of the property uh, for that cash. And uh, I mean, I could have took advantage, right? Obviously I didn't, but it's, I mean, literally gave me the property and I called my attorney and I told him what was going on. And he's like, you better have her read something. So he sent me a document for her to read and then videotape her while she's giving me the property saying, Hey, I'm of my right mind and all that stuff. So I encourage everybody to be going after outskirts land because uh, sometimes it's free. And then you can take one of the strategies that we're using and have the land pay for itself. You take a piece and, and give the rest to the seller for whatever they were looking for in the beginning. Sometimes they just need a little bit of help. You know, sometimes they just need a little bit of cash in their pocket. Sometimes they don't have the money or the energy or the time to clean up the property, You know, trash it out, cut the grass, fix the fence, those kinds of things. So when I come in there, I'm trying to figure out what exactly does this person need so that we can work together on this property. So some of the things we're working on right now too. I'm always trying to partner with the seller. I think, right. We're coming in with a, like a creative finance strategy. I know a, a lot of the, the buzzword going around right now in real estate is like the, the innovations. So you come in, you put in the work into the property and then you sell it kind of as a JV with the seller. Um, I've been doing that since I started and, uh, I haven't done an official innovation, but I've been partnering with sellers left and right. That's a way that we, we take over properties pretty quick, right? See what they need. How can I help? Sign this, sign that. Now the prop, Now I'm in control of the property. Now I can do whatever I need to do with it to get it moved. 
So I think that's why it's super important to focus on marketing. That's all I think about is how can I get in front of more property sellers? You know, everything else is secondary, learning all the strategies, building out all the automations, even finding the funding, that kind of stuff is all secondary. Uh, but I recommend that you get yourself into as many negotiations as you can as, po uh, as possible in a short amount of time as possible. And that's how you get really good at this business really fast. Thanks, Anthony. That helps a lot. You're super welcome. Yeah, happy to see. Happy to take a look at those lots and see what we can do with them. I think the, the magic sauce is uh, within one hour of a major city. So it's just right outside of Atlanta, commercial. It should be pretty good. All right. I'll make sure to message you and Junior. Awesome. I appreciate it. What's everybody doing for marketing right now? What was, is there a general consensus in here? What's everybody doing? Texting or calling or mailers or I'm curious what everybody else is doing. I do a lot of uh, pay-per-click. That's kind of, I think that's my preferred method of marketing, but I see everybody getting a lot of deals with, uh, with texting. Texting, texting. <laughs> it's still working uh, real good for you, man, huh? Definitely working. Yeah, I see a lot of, uh, I've been watching some of these text campaigns for the last few, I guess, months now. And it's a lot of like, hey, leave me alone, call on my phone. So you know, I'm just curious, uh, what like what areas are you hitting or what markets, what seems to be working for you? Like, what do you think the, what, what sets up a good text campaign versus a bad text campaign? Uh, I think aggressive is four. I like to have like four going out. Like if they don't respond, they at least get four. Um, I'm not trying to be that aggressive, maybe three, um, like go out if they, if they don't respond. And then um, it doesn't really matter either or, because um, those are the initial campaigns. I mean, they get, we hit them at, at least, at least 10 to 15 times, you know, after that. So do you find that helps? Like, even if they, what, if they don't respond at all, you just keep hitting them until they do respond? Yeah, several, several deals that way. Even if they didn't respond, we just keep hitting them. Yep. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we've even gone that far. That's pretty cool, man. That's good insight right there. Yeah. You're going to talk to me one way or another. <laughs> yeah. People are, you know, people are ready at different times, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. That's pretty cool. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the guys to add that immediately. Yeah. Just, if they don't respond at all, just hit them what, once a day for the four days in a row. Well, that's, oh, well, the, the four messages, the four messages go out autom um, automatically like over, the course of um monday wednesday and then back so monday wednesday back to monday for four messages so throughout the week and then if, even if they don't get back um to us within like that week or those days uh, we're gonna keep hitting them like every other day until we get a response <laughs> that's what it is then too man i think just being like you said being aggressive i think because if it's just passive, they see the message or they want to text back, they, they planned on it, they just didn't get around to it, so they just kind of left it on red. And then you hit them again, hit them again, hit them again. Okay, fine, yes, I'll sell. <laughs> you know what I noticed, too? I think the delivery, like if you, if you hit them once, whether it gets delivered or not, whether they saw it or not, I feel like the second time you hit them, they, they tend to respond more. I don't know if maybe it gets delivered better on the second shot, because we did one where it had a, the initial text and then it had a follow-up text. 
like a week later, like, hey, did you get my message? And it felt like a lot of the responses I saw were like, what message? So I'm like, why do they keep saying that if they can clearly look into the phone and see that they did get a text message before? Like, I'm wondering maybe if it didn't get delivered at all. You do? Yeah, if, I could, if I could uh, talk about that real quickly, have has anybody tried text messages in different language? Uh, for example, there's an area that I want to hit that uh, predominantly uh, Vietnamese, and I'm thinking about maybe sending out text messages, you know, in their in their native language. Has anybody tried that out? I have not heard of anybody doing that, but that's actually brilliant. Yeah, we might even take all the people that don't respond after we uh, follow up with them two or three or four times. And yeah, start hitting them with a couple of different languages just to go ahead and squeeze that list as hard as it's going to squeeze. Because I have had that before too. When somebody fills out a form or something on, on the website, they will uh, we'll text them and, and they'll say, hey, you know, we, we want to talk to you about the property you have. And they're like, you guys have anybody that speaks Spanish you know, or something like that? So I have come across that. That's interesting. Well, I'm going to try it out. I'll let you know how it goes. Awesome, man. Yeah, let me know when you're planning out that campaign. I'd like to take a little bit closer look at it, see if I can help somehow. We'll definitely do. Very nice. Very, very nice. Who else is on here? Claudette King, I know she's working. Hey, Anthony. What's going on, bud? Hey, how you doing, man? My name is Steve Molina here in San Antonio. I just signed up today. I have the onboarding uh, Zoom call tomorrow at 11. Um, man, I'm, I'm kind of new to texting. Uh, mm -hmm. Just basically been doing door knocking uh, in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, so excited to get this thing going. What, what can I look forward to as far as onboarding? Um, With customer service, that's what that's what we're talking about, right? The onboarding process. Yes. Yeah, it's just a, a general walkthrough of the system, how to use it. I think it's a lot to grasp in one phone call because the system's pretty complex. Uh, but they're just going to kind of just show you everything, what it does. So it's better if you, if you watch a couple of YouTube videos before you go to the onboarding call. That way, you might show up with some good questions because they're just going to kind of give you a quick walkthrough of everything, and then you're just going to be confused when you hop off, and then you're going to have to kind of bump your head a couple of times before you realize, like, hey, you know what? I need help with this or that. Um, but if you're in San Antonio, man, you're in luck. So there's a uh, local office downtown. You can just come by the office and see what everybody's doing in person, how they're using it, get your questions answered, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would definitely encourage you to, uh, you know, watch the video, go to the onboarding and then try to go by the office at least one or two days to see what everybody else is doing. And if okay. you're in this area, man, yeah, I would, I'm going to encourage you to go after large land tracks. Um, so if you, if you have any big deals that you want to take a look at, I'll hop in a truck and head out with you. Go check them out. Okay. All right. And I guess Daniel just uh, put uh, a link on there, right? Is that, did I see that correctly? Yeah, that's about the, uh, the uh, meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Videos, right? This is your Yeah, I put the training videos. Okay, cool. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Look forward to working with y'all. Yeah, man. Welcome to the team. And then one thing I'll, I'll warn you about, man, is, is you don't have to set it up. You don't have to spend weeks setting it up to use it. I mean, the day we launched, I started using it immediately the same day. So I didn't set up anything. I didn't know how to set up anything. Um, you don't need it. You know, as long as you, you set up your mailer and uh, you know how to text and call out of the system, 
every time you make a contact, update your notes, right? So it's super easy. I've been working with a lot of people now in the office, like uh, hands-on. So they'll come in and they'll say, hey, I have this deal. And I'm like, let me see it. So I can see their notes. I can listen to the call. I can, I mean, I can see all the interaction on the text messages. So I can get up to speed on that lead in like under 60 seconds. And then I, I know which ones are hot based on how the conversation went. I'm like, hey, get that guy on the phone right now. And uh, they were like, do you need some more information? I'm like, nope, get him on the phone. I already know this one. I already, this one's a good one. You know, so having excellent notes, having excellent um, follow-up and having everything inside of your system is super, super important. That way, when you do need to bring a third party in to help you close it, then everything's right there in front of you. But yeah, don't, don't get overwhelmed. Keep it super, super simple and basic. And then yeah, we'll close a lot of business together. I would, okay. I would say uh, build upon it gradually. So perfect example, this is Matt Rogers. He just needed to know how to text. He picked, up a contract. he picked up a hot deal in four days using texting. That's all he does. And even to this day, all he does is text. So it's been like six, seven months now, and all he does is text strictly 100%. So you don't have to overcomplicate it by trying to do everything that it can do. Just know what you need to do in it, and that's it. And, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. For what do you door knock for? Is it just the stress, or are you driving for dollars? Uh, what do you look for in your door knock? Uh, this was a few years ago, man. I, I just got laid off from the oil field. Uh, but when I was doing a part-time, I was doing pre-foreclosures, knocking on 25 or 30 doors a day, three to four days out of the week when I was laid off at one time. And, uh, man, I, I just most of the people weren't in the house, or if they were, they wouldn't answer the door. And when they did answer the door, they owed too much or their repairs were beyond what would made it a good deal. So if you're doing door knocking, just make sure you're uh, targeted door knocking. We work. With, we have a couple of door knockers that work with this, and they yeah. they're really really heavily targeted door knocking. So they're not making sure they're not. So like, it's very very targeted what they do. So they're not out there for too long for too much time, yeah, for too many days. So make sure you're targeting your list really well, and they're really really have a lot of underlying issues that you're gonna address just by door knocking. Okay. Yeah, I, I've door knocked before for pre foreclosures. Uh, uh, I'm in the DFW market. I'm not seeing that much um, pre foreclosures or REO properties. Uh, what about everybody else? Are you guys seeing any um, foreclosures coming up or any REO properties in your area? There's about 258 for the San Antonio, the Bear County foreclosure tomorrow. So yeah, it's, it's very low numbers compared to previous years. And for the season, the high mind members, do you guys foresee a big foreclosure coming up and what is your strategy to get them before they hit the auction block? Yeah, man, I, I think it's gonna get, uh, I think we're gonna get flooded with them, honestly. It might be, it might not come all at once, it's gonna be scattered, but Right now, people not wanting to go back to work, not able to go back to work. And then the, the, everything's skyrocketing, man. Absolutely everything. Construction materials, food, gas, you know, things are going up 2x right now. So if they were already behind, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to have problems, you know, trying to refi out of stuff, especially if they've lost their job. So I think we're going to see a steady drip. 
my preferred method to pick up houses is sub two. Um, I kind of don't look at anything else or I look for something creative. You know, if they are behind on something, let's say they're behind on taxes, they're behind on their mortgage. Um, if it's not exactly in foreclosure yet, like they don't have like a $30,000 reinstatement, you know, but they're behind 12 or $15,000, we'll pick those up all day, you know, because you can buy it subject to any burden, right? So if, if it has a big tax lien or if it has, if it's really behind on payments, um, you don't have to satisfy anything from the moment you take the keys. You know, you could just buy the house subject to the debt, right? Or the, the, the pending debt or foreclosure. Um, that's what I try to do. I'll come in and let's say they owed 20 in taxes, but they owed 10 on the mortgage or 20 on the mortgage. If we can give them two grand, five grand, 10 grand, whatever the number is for them to hand me the keys of the property, then I'll satisfy the debt later. I've even sold the properties before satisfying the debt, right? So I'll pick it up with a $40,000 tax lien and then just immediately turn around and find a buyer and let them pay the tax lien and just pay me for the property. So as long as you disclose all that stuff, the seller knows, the buyer knows exactly what they're getting. Um, you can also use that as a strategy as well. I don't think a lot of people are thinking about that. You know, they, they think they need to satisfy the debt first before you sell it, but it's not always necessary. But yeah, sub two for me. So if anybody um, has any sub two properties in Texas, call me. I'll, I'll take those all day and I'll get you a, a good finder's fee or partner with you on the deal if it's juicy enough. So real quickly on that subject too, um, when you meet with a seller, I know you're going to talk about this in the Hive University, but what do you tell them when they tell you, you know, when you're going to be able to pay off the house? Uh, because technically if their debt to income ratio is high, they're not going to be able to buy another house. So how do you pass that objection of, hey, you know, I'm going to finance this house until I get it paid off? Or what do you tell them if you don't mind sharing that with us? Um, actually they can buy another house, even though they have one that they subject to, because it, it, since they're not the ones carrying the payment, then their debt to income is not affected. And I don't know exactly the technical, you know, sides of it and all that. So I, I'm probably not the best one to explain it, but they can buy another property, um, for one. And then for two, um, I just try to do it a short term. So a lot of people, um, you know, they'll try to buy like a sub two, let's say there's a 20 years left on the mortgage. Um, they try to get it locked up for 20 years, you know, and that's a huge commitment in a person's mind to say, hey, I'm going to let you make my mortgage payment for 20 years. I don't even know if I like you for 20 years. You know, I don't even know if I'm going to like you for the next six months. So what I do on these properties is I'll get them locked up and then I'll give myself a balloon on it. Right. So I'll say, hey, I'll take it over sub two and I'll I'll refi out in you know five years or something. I'll, I'll either pay you off in full or I'll, I'll just jump out of the property. So that's another thing that I do. I think it's very unorthodox. I don't, I don't hear a lot of um, investors talk about, but yeah, I mean, I'll give myself very short balloons, 24 months, 36 months. If it's not something that I'm going to hang on to. So just less commitment for them. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. DTI goes away.
Sorry, I was unmuted, guys. Hey guys, anybody else have anything you want to cover? Any other questions? If not, I think we'll end this call early. We usually we got about 30 minutes left, but uh, if we don't have anything to cover, we can uh, get out of here a little early today. Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, I got, I got, um, I need some advice on something from anybody who's experienced going through eviction, evicting tenants. Any experience, anyone? Any tips? I got some. I did one. <laughs> I had to evict a tenant. I did, uh, I did cash for keys. I ended up, I ended up doing like a, uh, not, I did an agreement because it was like ended up being family that I evicted out of his house. So he didn't want to deal with this. I had him, I had him some like paperwork that I was with the landlord. I took it to court and everything. I uh, went through the whole eviction process in court. And then uh, I got the deal to the closing table and then it fell apart. So that's my deal. That's my, that's my deal with uh, evicting tenants, but you can do cash for keys. Um, or go through the whole eviction process it depends on the state, but um, it could be annoying. Usually, the easiest thing that there's room for it to do is cash for keys 100%. What state are you trying to evict them at? Uh, Florida, yeah, I, I, I can't help you there, but here in Texas, uh, make sure that you either send them a certified letter, uh, make sure you either post the letter inside their door. Uh, for you're a victim or you hand deliver it. I usually take a video or a picture when I hand deliver an eviction letter. That way, when I'm at the eviction court, you know, I have my proof with me. Um, and just make sure you, you know, you got everything ready when you meet the judge. Here in Texas, it's super easy to evict someone as long as you have your right paperwork. Uh, if they're spousal abuse, if they're in the military, uh, and I got one that got delayed because the lady was pregnant. Uh, that's the only time that I've got people, um, though the lady pregnant, uh, you know, the judge gave her two months to move out, but here in Texas, it's pretty easy. Yeah, cash for keys is the easiest thing to do if they agree to leave, but going through the eviction process is never fun. Yeah, I would just say, um, for one, yeah, you have to post notice on the door, no matter what. Can't skip any steps. Um, photo document, video document, everything. Take pictures of the posted notice. Um, you may have to evict every person in the house, but you can start with the person that would that's in charge or the main person that's supposed to be there. That that could get hairy later for different reasons, but yeah, just go ahead and make sure you post that on the door and uh, you know get noticed right away. You have to. I mean, you, you can't skip any steps in the process is the main thing, because and if not, it'll get kicked out of court. And then you have to start back at square one again if you did something incorrectly. Oh, that's good to know. Good to know. I got a question. I want to know if um, anybody's had luck with those one time MLS listing services. I see a lot of them popping up and I want to know if anybody got experience with them. Good or bad? You mean like where you just pay a, a fee to list on MLS? Pretty much. It's like a one-time thing. I see it for one twenty-nine, and you get it on MLS for three months. Yeah, I've used a listing Spark a few times. It's like seven bucks a day. It's like fifty dollars. It's like two hundred dollars to set up, and then seven dollars a day. Um, knowing what I know now, I'm just going to use agents from now on. You know, just taking all those phone calls and showing the property—that's its own job. So if I can get that done for three percent, I'm gonna let them have it. <laughs> But yeah, they work well.
Okay, cool. Yeah, see, so I've used it. I use flat fee a couple times. Um, uh, all, all of them are different. Believe it or not, there's several flat fee services. If you type in flat fee on Google, you're going to see like flat fee. You're going to see list with freedom. You're going to see a bunch of those guys. Like it's, it's a market for it, you know? Um, uh, I was using a flat fee service that allowed you to list it without even, um, you know, without the owner's consent. As long as you had the contract assignable, it was fine. But they started cracking down and now they're trying to, um, I think it's a, um, they want the sellers to know that it is going to be on the market now. Um, but, you know, it's just one sheet of paper they need filled out and it's really not that difficult. So I know a buddy of mine is still doing flat fees. He just, he just adds the one sheet of paper to the contract when he sends them. Um, and sometimes he doesn't even flat fee them. He just does that as, as, a, as an extra strategy. Like, hey, worst case scenario, flat fee it, get it over with. Um, but, but yeah, so I've done that a couple of times, sold a lot of deals. It, it definitely works. Um, but like Anthony said, you're going to be the one taking the phone calls, the emails. You know, if it's a house, you know, you don't have a lockbox or have a system type of system set up, then you're going to be the one doing the showings and stuff like that. If it's land, you can just say, hey, go look at it yourself. Let me know what you think, you know, uh, unless, it's, unless it's like huge amount of acres where you need to walk them. Um, but yeah, I've, I've used flat fee services a couple of times. I'm actually about to use, uh, use it again um but list the property on there this week so yeah okay cool i think i'll try it out just want to get feedback on it thanks hey what's everybody doing for dispo that's something that uh i guess i've not used to struggle with just something I didn't have much experience in and I feel like I'm getting a lot better at it but does anybody have any key dispo strategies they're using I know DeAndre they'll build up the buyers list first like with builders and all that and then you can crush it that way but uh, everybody else what's everybody else doing for that there's this company called Progressive that is represented by a couple agents uh, including Open Door uh, that they buy properties um, sometimes even higher than um, asking price and their strategies they're renting them out uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with american buys homes back in the day they're, they're, that's pretty much what they're doing now and as long as it meets the criteria they send you a buying box of tip codes and cities and as long as it meets the criteria i mean you can pitch it to them they do a walkthrough and they close right away pay all the closing costs their title company now they're not very uh, fond of wholesalers uh, so you're gonna have to add your fee like um, like a lien or um, and you have to talk to the seller regarding that so um, we do what's called net listing here but if you're interested I can forward you the their buying box yeah sure man that'd be awesome I don't, I don't do a whole lot of houses but I mean I come across them maybe I need to start passing over them as well if there's an easy way to dispo them I got a question. Can you hear me? Hello. Yep. Yeah. How's it oh, going? 
I am doing great. Well, I think I'm doing great anyway. Um, my question is, <laughs> it's a slow process, but it's great and I'm learning. So it's good for me. Um, I don't know if that person is still on the line and you recommend that he come by the office. And I would say to him, if he's listening, yeah, go by the office. There are a great bunch of uh, us in the hive that uh, help sincerely. And uh, that's why I feel like I'm doing great. I am doing great because I'm always going to say things that are positive. Um, my question, though, is just simply this. If it's a for sale by owner, but a realtor has it, uh, I mean, I know how it works because it doesn't make sense to me, though. Why is it a for sale by owner and then the realtor has it? So how does that work? I mean, you have to go through the realtor and not the owner. Does the realtor own the property? Uh, no. What do you mean? It's a, it's a for sale by owner. I saw a piece of property said for sale by owner. When I called the number, it was a realtor. And if I had any, I didn't call or text because we're texting. If I had any information, text them back and they would text the owner. I'm not familiar so, with that or, or that situation. Yeah. I wonder if they have, uh, have a realtor friend and they just said, hey, you know, can you take the calls for me? Why they wouldn't listen with them, I don't know. Um, I've heard of realtors uh, saying, hey, you know, my friends or whatever, I'll list the property for you for free, that kind of stuff. So I'm not too sure, but that doesn't sound right. It sounds a little unorthodox. I'm not too sure exactly what they have set up. I would ask them. Like, and then, yeah. Uh, okay. And then um, in, in Georgia, and the person that I talk to lives here in California. And she's telling me that she would get, we're texting, she would get someone in that area to, uh, if I had any more questions about that property. So it's Redfin, the realtor's uh, Redfin agent. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, sometimes if you call it like off of Zillow or Redfin, there's realtors that advertise on those sites. So when you call the number that's on the website, you're not getting the seller's phone number. You're getting somebody who pays for mm -hmm. advertising on those websites. That's probably why the realtor answered because they're buying the lead, the buyer lead. Yeah, because they're asking me, I mean, they're uh, texting me if I had any questions, I need to go through them, you know, so. That's what I, it is, I didn't yeah. understand that. So, but you're, uh, I'm taking, you know, something. I said, it's a people. Why are you involved in it? And yeah, they're, they're working the they buyers that go to the site. They, mm, okay. That's exactly what happened. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've experienced it before on those public sites like that. Yeah, you, you'll message to get more information about this property. You fill out the little form and then the lead goes to an agent. Because they can try to sell you anything because like I said, they're paying for that space. Yeah, I'll agree with Anthony. So is it really a Facebook? I didn't hear the last thing you said, Loretta. Is it really a, is it really a, 
Man, I don't know if it's, it's myself that has a bad connection or you do, but I didn't hear it again. Oh, yeah, it's I have a bad connection. You know, these smart iPhones. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it really a fistball, though? You know, it probably is, right? If it's if it's listed that way, because if not, then it would show the listing agent's information. Um, what I would do is I'd probably skip trace that address and just get the owner's number yourself and just talk to them directly. I did that. Yep. The and other thing not, brother, is that sometimes the owner's information, it'll be under like mm -hmm. a contact information at the bottom. I get to scroll down to the very, very bottom and it might say like contact. Mm -hmm. So I think you you might have like not scrolled down to the bottom and the agent list agent little thing popped up. So you hit that and that's where you got the agent request. But you have to go all the way to the bottom in some cases to see like the, the owner's information. Okay, I'll try it again. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate everybody coming on the call today. Um, we we do these calls every Monday and Thursday. There's about 27 people on the call right now. So if you guys have any questions, like I said, we're here to answer these calls. We got 15 more minutes left. If you guys have a question, feel free to bring it up. You got a question, Bob? Go ahead. Yeah, who had the uh, property near Atlanta? There was it a... was me, Danielle. Danielle. Cool. Um, what county is it in? Uh, hold on one second. Let me go grab my book. Bob, are you in Atlanta? Uh, I've got a lot of properties around there. I got a lot of buyers in that area, and oh, I can okay. probably you know put my eyeballs on it. But um, mm -hmm. I'm working with Junior Lee. Okay. You're in the Facebook okay. group? I am, yes. All right. Don't you see my beautiful face all over the pages when I'm there? <laughs> <laughs> and Bob, I'm also in the Facebook group as well. All right, super. Give me yeah, one. Excuse me, Daniel. Excuse me, Daniel. So I'm clicking on members. I'm under Danielle Davis. All right. Yeah, I'd be happy to take a look at that and compare it against what I have um, for sale and just kind of see where you're at on that. I'm getting familiar with what properties are going for in that area and I've got some buyers in that area. Perfect. Um, the one that's just outside Atlanta, that's Stockbridge, Georgia. The city? Uh-huh, Stockbridge, Georgia. What county? Uh, let me look that up real quick. Stockbridge is Henry County. And 
And then the other one is uh, Milligaville. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correct. <laughs> Milligaville. Milligaville, yeah. And that's, from what I understand, that's a college town area. All right. I've only got one in Henry County to compare it to that's nine acres. And they've, and they're at make offer. They don't have a price listed on it. What was the other one? Milledgeville. Milledgeville. All right. I guess I would need the um, need the addresses so I can look them up on the map and see where they're, you know, what their proximity is to town and um, what their you say they're infill lots. Yeah, they're infill wooded lots. Um, the one in Stockbridge is like 30 minutes from downtown Atlanta. And then um, Milledgeville, I, it looks like I put down, it's like an hour and a half southeast of Atlanta. Well, what's your email? Uh, it's danielle.davis76 at gmail. Dot I'm getting ready to walk out the door. Okay. Um, but I am definitely going to send you those addresses because I just got to get moving. I've been sitting on this um, a little too long. I, I think it's just nerves. Yeah. So, so, so the, way to pull your, the way to pull your comps on the property, on the land, is to see what the houses are going for. And typically 20%, about 20% um, is what you're going to see. So if you're building $400,000 houses, then if you spend $80,000 on the lot, that's just kind of a going rate. You know, that's the middle of the road. That's a median place to start. But yeah, super. I got your, it's danielle.davis76 at gmail. Correct. All right, cool. And I'm by dirt for you. By dirt number four letter u at gmail awesome and, uh, thank you yeah let's connect on that and we'll see if i can be of any assistance i greatly appreciate it oh you're welcome i'm hopping out of here you guys thank you you guys i appreciate y'all appreciate you coming out danielle um appreciate that bob too um Anybody have any questions, have any assistance? Yeah, why don't you tell us about the boot camp? <laughs> the boot camp, the boot camp. Yeah, we're doing that. This was the end of the month, San Antonio, um, week long. We had uh, Loretta come out, John Pam, Abdul. I think he's here. He's here twice. <laughs> Abdul. But uh, we, had a, we had a great time. Um, we're doing a lot of hands-on training. Just do some do some real estate stuff so we guided them through how to text use platform um a lot of the a lot of stuff we've learned through experience being anthony as far as uh different types of exit strategies and acquisition strategies um we had a people had a couple people get contracts while we were there so we're just really trying to help people uh get some into momentum quicker through the boot camp and then Rose got one immediately after. Yeah, she got a cool lot north of Canyon Lake that I'm helping her dispo right now, too. Yep. So that is the hybridslive.com slash bootcamp. 
those interested in it. I'm interested. <laughs> All right, Bob. <laughs> oh, and it comes with a, a year subscription of the software. That's a lot of stuff. We had a good time. Either way. Right, Anthony? Yep, we had a good time, Bob. We had a great time. I, uh, it was definitely a great learning experience for me uh, on two forms, uh, not just the real estate part about it, but um, I learned, I kind of learned how to work, 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 <laughs> work my, my own uh, laptop because I do everything from my iPhone. And so the guys were helping me with my laptop too. <laughs> But it was really great um, just to know that I could sit there and, and get in contact with sellers, give them a message. And I actually used the phone. I talked to people because I, I didn't want to be nervous. And I wanted them to, I wanted the guys to hear what I was saying. And did I need to change anything when I was talking to the sellers? Uh, or, or was I okay? And I was fine. You know, it was, it was like easy peasy for me that part because I like to talk right and so one of the sellers that I talked to uh, since I've been home told me uh, gosh I wish everyone was nice and kind like you I said okay well thank you very much she said wish I had a property that I could offer you I mean it was just really really nice so I do uh, I'm going to do that uh, nurturing mother grand glam mother not grandmother Glam, G-L-A-M. You guys see my picture, right? I'm going to do the glam mother thing. So if anybody was looking, my car, if anybody has seen me post, uh, my truck now has, I buy houses. Then I have my number listed there. So you guys look at that. And then my, the one in the back says, does anyone need any assistance with their home? Because I know people are losing their homes and that's who I am. I don't want them to lose them. And Anthony and Daniel has, has taught me so many well um, questions to ask them, uh, you know, if they're losing their home, what can I do to help you? How can I help you? Just don't take it from them. Give them, you know, maybe uh, owner finance or you know, things that he, uh, that Anthony actually talked about earlier. So that's kind of where I'm at now. So I'm getting calls on that now and it's, it's great. So you guys take a look at my, um, it's on the Facebook page, my truck lit up with my signs on it. <laughs> yeah, that truck looks really good and the signs are huge. So I think going back to the basics, if you're struggling for leads, Make sure that you're uh, using all channels like that. So yeah, truck looks amazing. And then you brought up a good point is that just because somebody's in a bad situation doesn't mean that you have to swoop in and take property, <laughs> right? We hope we're doing this because we want to make profit, um, you right. know, but if there's a way for you, if you come in and you're thinking about it in terms of like, how can I help? That, that's it. That's the mindset. How can it help here? Sometimes it's not about you getting mm -hmm. the, the property. You know, sometimes you just do a good That's right. deed and that adds up too. that, that, that energy adds up as well. And I've walked away from a lot of properties that, you know, I, I probably could have grabbed. Right. I'm like, you know, they, they honestly don't really need right. me on this one. 
you know, there's a way for them to do this without me. Right. And uh, I think that right. what that allows you to do is it, it allows you to get better at this business, right? Because very rarely are you going to get a seller on the phone that, that could use some help. And then you're just going to send it right over the fence, right? On your very first shot. So offering mm -hmm. to help every single chance you get, you know, you're working with people day in and day out, troubleshooting, right. making phone calls, helping them figure stuff out. You're getting better because you're working so many different deals at one time. You know, and even if you aren't right. going to buy it, you got to get used to being a solution provider, right? And sometimes exactly. the solution you provide is not you buying the property. Sometimes it's helping them make connections or put other stuff together. But again, it positions you for success because you're doing the right thing. You know, and sometimes those people that I, I didn't end up getting the property, I just kind of walked them through it and helped them out. Um, they'll send me referrals and say, hey, you know, they, they gave me your number. They said you were the person I need to talk to. And so now you already have credibility, you know, built up based on somebody else that you didn't even do a deal with. So mm -hmm. always keep in a better position than you found them. I mean, that can only lead to good stuff. Yeah. All right, everybody, we got about five minutes left. Does anybody have anything they want to cover on the way out the door? Questions, concerns, comments, complaints. If you have complaints, I don't want to hear them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate you being on here. Uh, we have another call Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. I don't know if we have a guest speaker then or not, but if you pay attention to both groups, uh, if you're a member of the, uh, if you're using the CRM, you'll be in the inner circle group. If you are not, then you're in the uh, CRM group, but we usually post when we're going to have speakers and that stuff. So keep an eye on the pages. That's where we try to give you some updates. And then, um, you know, we try to have these calls regularly so that you can get some hands-on training and experience and nobody's left in the dark. So if you're struggling, make sure you reach out to one of us, Daniel, myself, um, somebody else in the group who's doing well, and uh, let's get you into momentum because you're not alone. Thank you for being here, everybody. We appreciate your time and we will see you soon. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com.